Welcome to the Hot Mama Movement, a podcast for moms who want to get their shit together with health, relationships, finances, work, and anything else life throws at them. For moms who like to have fun, want to know they're not alone, want to be better, want to do better, and want to grow as a person, not just as a mom. I'm your host, Tatiana Amico, mom of two, a certified health coach and successful entrepreneur. I've worked with hundreds of moms and helped them realize the importance of taking care of themselves, realize their worth and their desires. If you're ready to stop feeling stuck and want to start living a more confident, fulfilling, energy-filled life with your kids, this is for you. Let's do this. All right, so before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I'm so excited. Another round of the Hot Mama Bootcamp will be starting on February 12th, and I have the wait list now open. This is for you if you are really wanting to take care of you, to get healthy, to feel good, to be happy, to truly start living your life. I say this a lot, but it's so much more than weight loss. It's so much more than learning how to eat right and exercise. It's so much more, and I am so proud of what myself and the other coaches that run this boot camp have created. It is simply incredible. We've taken all our years of everything that we've learned, all we've been through, and we put it in here for you. And plus the community that we have created with the women that are joining, it is just such an incredible thing. So again, if you are wanting to make some changes, if you're wanting to really truly be happy, we are going to give you all the tools that you need, plus the two biggest pieces that everyone is missing and you're going to get it right in that boot camp. So hot, what is it? A woman of any shape, size, age, color, etc. that is is working on taking care of herself, nourishing her body with healthy real food and exercise, nourishing her mind, making time for herself. So these are the women that we are creating. That is what I mean when I say hot, right? Again, it's not just about looks, but damn, you will be looking fine. So what you're going to get, you're going to get me as your amazing coach, right? And then a full year access to the most amazing workouts, the only workouts that I do. You're going to get the superfoods that I use daily because let's be real, we are not getting everything that we need in the food that we are eating. And especially if you are not eating the way that your body needs to be getting fueled. So super important to be getting that. And then nutrition plans to learn how to fuel your body properly. That's the most important part to this. This is not a diet. This is learning how to fuel your body properly so that you just start to live, right? And then so much more. And again, me and the other coaches in there helping you out and an incredible community of women. So get on the wait list there. And all you need to do is head over to tatianaamico.com slash waitlist. Again, that is tatianaamico.com slash waitlist to get onto that. And I hope to have you in there. Welcome to episode number 21 of the Hot Mama Movement, and today I'm speaking with Julie Rosinski, who is a licensed clinical social worker that has been working in the mental health field for 17 years. The last two years, Julie has maintained a private practice with a focus on helping pregnant and postpartum women who are struggling with anxiety and depression symptoms. She is a co-founder of the Mom Enough Postpartum Wellness Support Group, 
Julie and her colleagues recently launched the Western New York Postpartum Connection, a directory of mental health and support services for pregnant and postpartum moms, found at westernnewyorkpostpartum.com. Julie and her Mom Enough group leaders will be heading up the Buffalo chapter of Postpartum Support International's Climb Out of the Darkness Walk on June 23rd. Julie is also a member of the Western New York Perinatal Mood and Anxiety Disorders Task Force. So with that, here's Julie. Hey, ladies. So I am here with Julie Rosinski, and we are going to talk about postpartum depression and anxiety. So Julie, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, your fam, what you do. Hi. Well, I am a clinical social worker. I currently work in private practice in Orchard Park, New York. And my focus in my private practice is helping postpartum families, primarily postpartum moms, who are having emotional struggles after having had a baby, or maybe even during their pregnancy. So issues with anxiety or depression. I am a mom myself. I have three kids, ages nine, seven, and four. I've been a clinical social worker for a really long time, about 17 years, and I have a lot of experience in the mental health field, but this has been a passion of mine. So since I started my private practice, I really wanted to focus on helping postpartum moms since it seems to be an issue that we're not talking about enough and that there's just not enough out there to help these moms. Yeah. And I was just telling you a couple of minutes ago that I just had a mom today in my, in my group say that she thinks she might have postpartum depression. And I feel like maybe a lot of moms don't know what it is. Like they're feeling these feelings and they, again, just don't know what it is, don't know what to do. I actually believe that I had it with my first and just had no idea. And I know for sure I had some postpartum anxiety with Aria because I did, I did look up like the symptoms of it, which is honestly kind of refreshing when you know, you know, when you know what is going on and so then you know what to do. So can you just maybe share some of the signs that you see for women that have either or both? Sure. So Postpartum depression is different from the baby blues. So a lot of women, about 80% of women will get baby blues. And baby blues is essentially like in the first two weeks postpartum, feeling a little bit weepy, feeling a little emotional. But generally, for the most part, you're having pretty good days. You're feeling okay. You're getting through. We're all sleep deprived, usually postpartum. So that's something that just comes with the territory. But Postpartum depression is different. Postpartum depression is more of when your your baby blue symptoms don't necessarily resolve quickly. They don't necessarily resolve within that two-week window. You're really feeling down about yourself. Maybe you're feeling like you're not bonding with the baby. You might be very irritable and angry. Some women have thoughts of wanting to just leave wanting to leave the family thoughts like maybe they'll be better off without me. What kind of mom am I? A lot of mom guilt, unfortunately, that we put on ourselves. And sometimes, unfortunately, moms even have thoughts of, of harming themselves or, or harming their babies. And so that is a really serious issue that, that needs to be addressed. We certainly don't want that to happen you know, with moms and we need to, to address that right away. Postpartum anxiety, and sometimes they go hand in hand, postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, but that can be manifested in a lot of worry, 
about the baby, a lot of worry about the health of the baby, preoccupation over the top with the baby's safety. I always ask moms, you know, if the baby was sleeping, would you be able to sleep? And if the answer is no, because they have racing thoughts going through their mind, they're not able to settle down, that might be an indication of postpartum anxiety, sometimes panic attacks, feeling completely overwhelmed. And one big thing that comes up for a lot of moms is this idea of intrusive thoughts. And intrusive thoughts happen to a lot of moms, and they might be kind of preoccupations or obsessions with things happening to the baby, some kind of harm coming to the baby. So then they're they're constantly checking on the baby or they're avoiding things that trigger that anxiety. Or they might have intrusive thoughts that they might accidentally hurt the baby themselves. It doesn't mean that they want to hurt their baby or that they're going to hurt their baby, but they might have a preoccupation with, I have a lot of moms say that they they don't want to chop vegetables in, in the kitchen or hold a knife in their hands because they have a, an obsessive thought in their mind that they might accidentally hurt the baby with the knife. And that thought horrifies them, doesn't mean they're a bad mom, it's just an intrusive thought. And we all, a good 90% or so of us as moms have some kind of intrusive thought about worrying about our babies, but those intrusive thoughts tend to be a lot more disturbing to a new mom. I actually remember like with Aria, I would have thoughts. I was so afraid to hold her and go down the stairs. Yeah. And I posted this in a mom group and so many moms were like, oh my gosh, me too, which I bring this up a lot, but the power of sharing how you're feeling and those thoughts and stuff is so important so that other women know that they're not alone in this. But that was really hard. Me also, another thing is when I was exercising and I had weights, like she was nowhere near me, but I like had these visions. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even want to talk about it, but that was happening for me. So I did have that. So. I know that, I mean, I remember stories back in the day of moms that had this and, you know, bad things happen. And I feel that a lot of it was that they didn't reach out for help due to shame and like we said, guilt and stuff like that. And I feel like that still is occurring. Thank goodness for all the groups and the support and you have yours and we'll definitely talk about that. But, you know, can you talk about the importance of reaching out for help and who to reach out to and all of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to reach out for help, you know, and, and even if you're having baby blues, but you're not sure, you know, is this baby blues or is this postpartum depression? It can be really tricky. And I know you had said to me that you didn't even realize at the time that you were going through it, that you had it because it is so deceiving. And you also have people around you giving you messages that may, and maybe even your trusted doctors and midwives that it's normal or that everybody goes through it or just give it time, you'll get over it. And so for some women, that's true. But for a lot of women, it's not. And a lot of women need intervention. And just to say something about that is that if we hear those things and it continues, we start to think that there's something really wrong with us. And I feel like that could be an issue too. Absolutely. That contributes to that shame. Like if somebody tells you we all go through it and then you feel like you're just not handling it well, how come everybody else can handle it? You know, comparison, social media, this ideal myth of what we think we should be as mothers, all of those things, a lack of support. We have a lot of moms who maybe relocated to this area and don't have family around or their husbands or partners work a lot and aren't around very much. So that makes a big difference. 
So your first person maybe to reach out to primarily would be your doctor or your pediatrician, actually, because what we're trying to encourage here in Western New York is that all OBGYNs and pediatric offices are screening postpartum moms very quickly. And so you usually see your pediatrician before you see your OBGYN. So a lot of pediatric offices around here are getting really good at screening moms. Sometimes they'll just ask questions. And other times they'll give a questionnaire. It's like a 10 question questionnaire to screen for postpartum depression and anxiety. And we encourage moms to answer that honestly, because it's hard to admit when we're struggling. And so sometimes moms will just check fine, fine, fine. Everything's fine on that screening, even though inside they're really struggling. So it's important to understand that, you know, one in seven, and sometimes that's even a low estimate. I've heard as many as one in four women struggle with postpartum mental health issues. It's really, really common. And so it's important to reach out to your doctor. The other option is reaching out to a therapist like myself. There are a lot of great therapists in Western New York. We certainly encourage people to reach out to therapists who have some knowledge and training in helping moms with postpartum mental health issues. My colleagues and I have recently developed an online directory called Western New York Postpartum Connection. It has listings for therapists, psychiatrists, other support services of people who specifically have good knowledge in postpartum and pregnant mental health. I know you have some listeners from all over the country. Postpartum Support International is a really great resource to look for providers in your area. Postpartum Support International has advocates located within the different areas of the country. And if you contact those advocates, they can reach out and get you connected with therapists in the area. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely. And then support groups as well. A lot of communities have support groups. We're really lucky in Western New York over the last year or so, the number of support groups for postpartum moms has just kind of really increased. It's been great. So there's postpartum support groups in the South Towns and the North Towns and the city. It's been really fantastic to see it. I mean, even since having my son, I feel like there's been so much more. I believe that it is because women have decided to step up and share and ask for help publicly, which is, again, like we said, so important. It's important to to get real with what's going on and, you know, don't feel bad about it and actually reach out for help. A, A lot of times I know we women think that we're supposed to do it all. We're supposed to do it all. But there is so much power in asking for help. I truly believe that. Like, I would not be where I am if I hadn't, like, kind of let it all go and just say, I need help. <laughs> help me, you know, <laughs> with many things. <laughs> we need our village. We need our tribe, right? We need friends. We need family. We need for people to understand, you know, what's going on for us. We need people to bring us meals. We need people to help out with housework with our, you know, taking care of our older children and just to be a listening ear and just kind of hold space for us so that we can talk about what's going on without judgment or shame or fear of any kind of consequence. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's so important to have, yeah, that tribe, huge, huge, huge. And, you know, the meal thing that you bring up every, I'll see people ask like, oh, what should I get my friend? You know, she just had a baby. I'm like, food, (laughs) make her food. (laughs) Some healthy groceries. Yeah. You don't want to make a meal, just bring her some groceries or, you know, or come over and, and take care of the kids for an hour so she can sleep and, and rest. 
you know, or, or really what it comes down to is asking her what she needs or what would be helpful. Yeah. You know, because some moms, they don't necessarily want, you know, somebody to come over and, and take the baby, but maybe they want somebody to come over and take the older child or they don't want you to come over and just hold the baby so they can clean. <laughs> but maybe, you know, you could leave her to rest and you can clean. So it's really just kind of trying to figure out what's going to work best for her. And on the opposite, you are that mom and someone offers it to you or asks you, say yes. Yes. Take them up on that offer. Absolutely. We have so many people, like you said, who who want to do it all themselves. And you know what? Moms are amazing. Moms are absolutely amazing. Moms are oftentimes like the manager of the household. They take care of everything. Their dads or the partners kind of default to mom for all the answers. And so they kind of believe that they have to be in this role all the time of just handling it. Or they have this unrealistic expectation that when the baby comes, they'll just go right back to functioning in their life exactly the same way that they did before. So then when they can't, they feel like it's their fault or that they're somehow a failure. And that's not the case at all. Your life has changed so much after becoming a mom. There's no other way that your life will change that drastically. And so you can't expect that you will be able to just jump right back into the way that your life used to be. So it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to tell people that you aren't handling it all in the same way and that that's okay to accept help when it's offered. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's something that really helped me and helps me now that whole no expectations in terms of, you know, being a mom, really with anything, like even with my day to day, I'm okay if things go differently than I had imagined. Um, And I'm okay with quote unquote failure, because I know, I'm not saying like literally failure, but again, things just not going the way that I had hoped them to go, because I know that it's okay. It's kind of just what happens in life, right? And our past things that are happening, we just move forward. That was kind of like a little side note, but that's part of it. So the reality versus expectation. And if you are a person who tends to like things a certain way, or you're very, very organized, or you like to stick to your schedule, you might have to reevaluate all of that and kind of let go of some of those higher expectations that you have you know, of yourself and and of your children as well. Yeah. I mean, I've been asked, like, how do you kind of just hold it? And the way that I am, I feel, I finally feel really at peace with myself and my life. And I really think it is because of this, because I let go of the need to be perfect and the expectations. And another big one is not caring what anyone else thinks of me (laughs) and not feeling shame, not feeling guilt over things that I have no need to feel, you know, guilt and shame about. So that has been really, really helpful. And I think another thing, and you kind of brought this up, is social media and comparing. And another thing I'm big on is being authentic and real and sharing that because there's all this noise out there and there's all this, you know, it looks so perfect and everything else on the outside and especially on social media. And it's time for us to just start getting real and sharing, you know, what's really going on. Absolutely. I like to follow pages that have a balance, you know, and that some moms really, they do have it all together seemingly. And they are the wonderful Pinterest moms. And I celebrate those moms as well, because they're really amazing. And then other times we're like the hot mess mom, you know, where 
everything's kind of falling apart and we maybe haven't showered in a couple of days or we're just throwing whatever into the kids' lunches. And that's reality too. And neither one is anything to feel ashamed about or guilty about. We are just all kind of doing the best we can. And I know one thing that you really promote that's absolutely true is that we just need to support each other as moms. You know, and in other cultures, moms really are celebrated and taken care of in that postpartum period. And, you know, we have to leave the competition out of it and and look more for that authenticity for sure. Leave the competition out. And even knowing, you know, what is it? For me, it's a big thing that I do is just really knowing how I want to feel and what I want my life to look like. And that does not involve competing with other women. It does not involve me feeling like poop about myself or having guilt, like all of that stuff. So I talk more about like the feeling that you want versus maybe all like the things because that'll all fall into place. But it's like, let's get real on how we want to feel when we wake up in the morning and, and all of that. And I'm glad that you brought up the whole, yeah, some moms do have this like, do have their stuff together and like that's cool like yay good for them so I'm glad you brought that up is there anything else you wanted to share like some tips sure one thing I'm thinking about too just that I didn't mention before just in terms of identifying and I know we've been focused more on anxiety and depression which is the most common thing that that women will experience I do want to mention that there is a more serious postpartum mental health issue that definitely needs immediate medical attention. In addition to if if a woman is having any thoughts of suicide or fear that she can't keep herself safe, there is also a very, very small percentage of the population that will experience a postpartum psychotic episode. And that usually will happen within two to four weeks where it's different from the intrusive thoughts about hurting the baby. The intrusive thoughts before about hurting the baby where the mom is kind of horrified and saying, Why, what kind of mother has these thoughts, etc. That's more of the intrusive thought. The psychotic episode is more when the mother really is not in touch with reality or really truly believes that she might have to do something to harm her baby or harm herself for some kind of greater good. And sometimes she might also have sleeplessness or like a manic kind of episode that goes along with that. That's a really serious medical emergency that needs attention. Again, it's a really small percentage of the population, but I definitely didn't want to like not bring that up because it is very important to recognize. And can you, not to get like dark, but what would be an example of maybe something that's manic? Because I, like when you say that, I really don't know exactly what that means. I have an idea. But yeah, and then there's also something that happens sometimes with postpartum onset of bipolar disorder. So mania is kind of like an an extreme over the top energy where you're feeling really, really good and really super productive and kind of out of character, not just like, hey, I'm having a good day. I feel pretty good, but just and not sleeping at all and not because you're anxious, but because you're just kind of wired and wound up and and cleaning your whole house and, you know, just feeling just over the top amazing where it seems maybe like your personality has completely changed. So again, that is something that's a little bit more concerning and that requires a little more immediate attention. I think the other thing that kind of goes into the, the shame aspect of postpartum depression is that sometimes we hear stories in, in the news about women who have done things to harm themselves or their babies. And there isn't a clear differentiation between what's postpartum depression and what's postpartum psychosis. And so a lot of these 
terrible stories that we hear are actually cases of postpartum psychosis. So people sometimes have the misunderstanding that if I have postpartum depression, I want to hurt my baby or I want to hurt myself. And that's not always the case. So in terms of tips and just managing, definitely the biggest thing is reaching out for help and just just talking to people, even if it's posting in a, in a Facebook mommy group, even if it's just mentioning, you know, to a close friend. And usually the response that moms get when they mention it is hopefully support. And I've had so many moms say that they've mentioned it to somebody and they've had like a bunch of people chime in and say, you know, I did it too. I went through this too. I, I got through this. One thing that's so important to know is that postpartum mental health issues are so, so treatable and so temporary. So if you get intervention quickly and early, whether that's with medication, whether that's with therapy, whether it's with a support group or some combination of all of those things, it really can be treated very, very quickly. Getting as much sleep as possible. Asking your partner, asking, you know, family, anybody who can help you facilitate at least four to six hours of sleep somewhere in there. If you're a nursing mom and your baby's nursing on demand, that's a little bit harder, but somehow getting as much sleep as possible and trying to eat as healthy as possible, eliminating caffeine if possible, especially if you're dealing with anxiety, which I know sounds crazy for a sleep deprived postpartum mom, but you know, if you're having anxiety, then sometimes when you're drinking coffee all day long, that can be a problem. Yeah, I've heard that for sure. That caffeine can. Absolutely. Yeah. I also encourage all my postpartum moms just to make sure nothing medical is going on too. So talk to your doctor about your thyroid. You know, your thyroid can just get thrown off after a pregnancy. So talk to your doctor about thyroid issues. The other thing sometimes that can happen with postpartum moms is that they can have experiences where they feel a bit traumatized, maybe by their birth experience or by something that happened during the pregnancy or labor and delivery. Birth trauma is something that happens to a lot of moms, either because something life-threatening did happen or because it's just a, a sense of something not going the way that they had hoped it would during their birth experience. And that's a really real thing, too. And moms can experience anxiety and, and even sometimes flashbacks related to that. So if that happens, that's important to reach out to a therapist as well to help you cope with, you know, the experience of your birth that, that wasn't what you had hoped it would be. I've heard that from a lot of moms too, is having that traumatic birth experience and how it has really affected them. And getting it out is, has been very therapeutic for them. Those are amazing tips. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm just glad you're bringing attention to the topic. And, you know, like I said, we have to talk more about it and get the information out there that it isn't anything to be ashamed of, that so many women go through it, that, you know, even if somebody says it's normal, or if, if even somebody says all that matters is a happy, healthy baby, that's not necessarily true. You matter too. And so... We need to take care of our moms. And you know me, I'm all about putting us as moms first, because if, if we are not healthy, if we are not happy, it affects everyone else. And that's the thing is, I feel like for such a long time, society was like, no, your kids come first. They come first. Blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, like they're amazing and we love them and we're going to take care of them. But if we're not okay, 
right. no one else is going to be. There's the two things, right? Like the oxygen mask on first. If you're in a plane, there's a reason why they say that. And then you got to fill your cup first before you can give to anyone else. Absolutely. If you're depleted, if you're not connecting with other parts of yourself, if you're not feeling like you're connected with your friends, if you're not feeling like you're connected with your spouse or partner, if you aren't taking time to do the things that you used to love before you became a mom, and even having an hour to yourself to like wander around Target or sit aimlessly in a coffee shop and just stare at the wall, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, you really do need to make that a priority. I totally agree. Okay, so where can we find you, all the information for the locals, the group that you have? So my support group, I just had it earlier this morning. It was awesome. We had some great mamas and some great pre-walking babies. It's called Mom Enough, and it's located at my office in Orchard Park. And we do it on Sundays. It used to be the fourth Sunday of the month, but we've had to change it a little bit because of the Buffalo Bill schedule. And you can follow us on Facebook at Mom Enough OP. The best resource for looking for mental health resources in terms of therapists, nurse practitioners who prescribe medication, psychiatrists, support groups, is the website that my colleagues and I manage. It's the Western New York Postpartum Connection, and it's located at wnypostpartum.com. And that's a really great resource that we just launched. It's a directory just of all sorts of mental health and support services for pregnant and postpartum moms. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And I will put all these links on the show notes and on the blog post for this. And again, thank you so much for coming on because yes, super important topic. I know this is going to help so many moms and moms to be, because I think it's important to know this stuff before you become a mom. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have known. <laughs> We don't, we, we focus on, you know, not that these are bad things to focus on, but we focus on our baby registry and getting the nursery ready. And we should be focusing on those things too. And we think about our birth and whatnot and the way that we want things, but I don't think we want to think about the possibility of this happening to us. And so we do have to be somewhat prepared for it for sure. Totally agree. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks, Tatiana. All right. Thank you for listening. And please make sure to share this with anyone that you feel will benefit. Current moms, new moms, women that are pregnant, just anyone that you feel will benefit from this specific episode. But also please share the podcast because really I am here to create this movement. I think that there are just so many women out there that need some light in their lives and this opportunity for growth, right? That comes with everything that is being shared on the podcast. So all you need to do is go to hotmamamovement.com. You could just share hotmamamovement.com or you could share specific links from iTunes, whatever it is. And also leave me a review because again, that's what pops this podcast up into other people's views. And we want to get this out there to the world. I want to get this out there to the world. I hope you do too. And as my listeners, thank you so much for the support in doing this. So much love to you. And I hope that this is really helping you. Please feel free to send me a message. You know, if this is what this is doing for you, if there's anything that you want me to go over on the podcast or even live videos on Facebook, 
tag me, send me messages on Instagram. I'm at Tatiana Amico. Definitely be checking out those stories too on Instagram. And then also on Facebook at Tatiana Amico Health Coach. Of course, get your free amazing guide over at TatianaAmico.com. And if you'd like to join my women supporting and empowering the shit out of other women group on Facebook. It's my free community. Just head over to healthy, happy, empowered and have an amazing day. Mm-hmm.